Section 29 of The Artist, or Young Ladies Instructor in Ornamental Painting, Drawing, etc., by B. F. Gandhi. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. To Make Writing Folios The outside of this subject may be ornamented in a variety of ways. If made of wood, with Grecian painting, transferring, inlaying, or japanning. If of paper or cardboard, with oriental tinting, mezzo-tinting, or any style of drawing or painting. I shall explain to you how the latter are made up, and that will teach you how to put together the former. The sides may be of millboard, pasteboard, or cardboard. The former is cheapest, but the most difficult to be cut. Yet it is upon the whole to be preferred, because least likely to twist. Pasteboard and cardboard may be cut into the proper form with large scissors, millboard with a sharp pointed penknife. Having marked the form for one side with a black lead pencil, about nine inches and a half by twelve will be well proportioned, place the millboard upon some very hard surface, a flat sheet of pewter is the best for the purpose, but hardwood will do if the pewter is not easily obtained. Let the flat ruler be placed on the line and kept steady by a firm pressure of the hand, or a very heavy weight placed on it. Then guide the knife carefully along the edge of the ruler, slowly at first, and lightly but quicker as you proceed, until the line has been cut through. By this means any thickness may be penetrated. Having in this way cut all the four sides of each of the two parts, back and front of the folio, the leather for binding the two together may be put on. Some kid leather may be obtained at the leather sellers. Cut out a strip about thirteen inches in length and an inch and a half wide. Also another strip eleven and three quarters in length and an inch in wide. Paste the former well and lay the two boards upon it at about one-third of an inch distance from each other, and let there be an equal length of leather above and below to be turned down, after which paste the other strip and lay it equally on the boards so that there may be as much on one side as on the other. When this has been done, place something flat and heavy upon it for an hour, and then put on the inside lining. Supposing it to be lined with embossed paper, let two pieces be cut out about half an inch larger than the millboard all round the outside of it to allow for turning down. Let these be pasted sparingly all over with thick paste and put on the inside so as to leave in the middle about a third of an inch, the distance the millboards are from each other. Then cut away a piece from each corner and turn the sides down that the edge of the millboard may be covered. Now, if the outside of the folio is to be covered with embossed boards, let them be cut to the size of the front and back, so as to come close to the leather, but not lie over it. Paste them well, particularly towards the edges, and immediately put them in press, where they should remain for an hour, after which the folio may be doubled to its proper form, and a piece of wood or millboard of something less than a third of an inch in thickness may be put between the covers. 
but it must be covered with soft cloth to prevent its flattening the embossed paper which is inside and then some heavy books may be placed on it for a day or two until it has dried thoroughly and is quite firm the drawings you intend to put may then be cut out to the form of the flat centre of the embossed boards and pasted on with thick paste spread over them sparingly it may then be pressed again for an hour to make these adhere when the ribbon for the inside may be put on by stitching it at the top and bottom of the leather afterwards the blotting paper may be cut out and put under the ribbon and to make it fit well the corner of the paper where it passes under the ribbon should be cut off the blotting paper should be about a quarter of an inch smaller than the folio all round and a sheet of the embossed paper with which the book is lined may be put outside the blotting paper to give a finished appearance to the inside it forms a very pretty book charlotte but sometimes there are pockets and ribbons to tie could you show me how to make one with them the ribbons are let in before the lining is put on cut a line of the width of the ribbon through the card and millboard at an inch distance from the edge pass the ribbon through this opening and paste or glue down about an inch in length inside turning it towards the outer edge of each board pockets may be made to open at the outer edge or towards the middle of the book cut a piece of cardboard or thin millboard about the thickness of the cover less than the cover all around then cut out two pieces of paper or irish or leather a little longer than the top and bottom of the cover and narrower at one end than the other if you intend to make it open one inch when finished it should be cut two inches wide at the broad end and one inch at the narrow turn down a piece at the top to strengthen it and make it the proper length then double it exactly in half lengthways on the line a b and back again on the lines c b let one side of this be pasted on to the outside of the card or millboard already prepared and the other side on to the inner part of the portfolio the lining may next be pasted on having it long enough to admit of being turned in at the top to give a neat finish and it should approach quite close to the sides but not to turn over them when this has been pressed and is dry it will open and shut very freely sometimes you may desire to make a pocket that will open equally wide at each end to accomplish which the piece of paper irish or leather for the sides must be cut long enough to go all round the three sides and must be of an equal width all along the difficulty in this case is to turn the corners so as to prevent their having a ruffled and clumsy appearance first it must be doubled in half as before and each half back in half again then opening it flat double it across at the proper distance for the corners and cut it through from a to b folded as at the marks b c and turn up the sides when it will have the appearance of the second figure push in the sides and bottom and you will find that it folds quite flat and smooth it may now be pasted well over the upper and lower edges and fastened to the covers why are pockets made to open sometimes from the outside and at others towards the middle of the book and which plan do you recommend upon the whole i prefer that they should open in the middle of the book 
principally because there is less risk of losing scraps and memoranda when so made. Another advantage of this plan is that if there be many things in the book, they naturally fall towards the middle when it is closed, and if the opening be there, it allows more space for them, whereas if the opening be at the outside, when the book is closed, they fall to that part which has least space to receive them, particularly when the pocket has been made according to the former, which is the more frequent of the two plans now taught. And you know how awkward an appearance a book has when lying on the table with too many papers in it. As it is not quite so easy to get at papers when the pockets are made towards the middle as when made towards the outside, some have secured the advantages of both forms, by making a flap to fold over the front of the book, and then by shaking it two or three times on a table, the scraps or papers have come towards the widest part of the pockets without falling out, but upon the other plan this is unnecessary, and therefore I give it the preference. Will you show me how to make a pair of card racks? I think there must be something about them I cannot understand without being shown. That shall form the subject of our next lesson. End of section 29